At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Los Angeles CityCast is presented by Bet Rivers. Get paid faster with Bet Rivers Rush Pay. Daily boosts, special offers, great customer service, plus a $250 first-time sign-up bonus. Make BetRivers your hometown sportsbook. Download the BetRivers app or visit BetRivers.com for details. This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari, presented by BetRivers. Welcome in to your Monday edition of the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. Happy Monday. I hope you had a good weekend, a better weekend than me, at least, as far as it pertains to sports betting. It was a tough Sunday in the NFL. It really was. I just want to shout out the Vikings for ruining not one, but two of my teasers, which is very unfortunate. And I guess congrats to the Lions for getting their first win of the season. What were the Raiders doing? They lost to the Washington football team. There was messes all around. But the first weekend without any UCLA football for me. There was USC football. We'll talk about that later. Very bizarre situation. But nonetheless, it happened. But UCLA football is not done just yet. Good news for fans. Headed to the Holiday Bowl to face NC State on December 28th in San Diego at Petco Park. If you haven't been before, great, great place to see. Here's the setup. The 8-4 Bruins... They finished the regular season with three consecutive wins. They're taking on 9-3 and three, NC State, who has won four of their last five games. So in theory, both of them kind of doing well here at the end. NC State trying to win 10 games for just the second time actually in school history after having gone 11-3 and three back in 2002. So a little bit on the line for them. UCLA, meanwhile, making its first postseason appearance since... 
2017. I cannot believe that. The 2017 Cactus Bowl. And by the way, a win would give them nine wins for the first time since they went 10 and three in 2014. Ah, back in the day. I remember that. 2014, back when I was in school. Uh, and it would be also their first win of 2021 over a team with a winning record, if you're into that sort of thing. Now, granted, LSU is in a bowl. If they win their game, that would make them a winning team technically as well. But nevertheless, be nice to get a win over a team with a winning record, if you know what I'm saying. I also saw some news in, in the form of Twitter, <laughs> Twitter news, that there might be a banner flown over UCLA, similar to ones that have been used when fans were unhappy with Steve Alford and even Jim Mora. And I've seen mixed responses on it from UCLA fans uh, in regards to how they feel about how Chip Kelly has done because he has steadily improved each season. And some fans are happy with where UCLA is at at this point, and some are very much not happy. So very much a split decision on that. But hopefully we can all come together to enjoy the holidays and the Holiday Bowl. Now then, in today's show, first, we're going to recap Chargers at Bengals. Back on the right side here, guys. Back in the win column. And Jaguars at Rams, also back in the win column. Plus, we're going to look ahead at their matchups for next week. Just a quick look. And, of course, we'll take a look at the USC at Cal game for I don't know what reason. Just kidding. Uh, that happened over the weekend. USC closed out their football season. Bless them for playing through to the finish. And finally, after all of the football talk, we'll get into Clippers at the Trailblazers action on Monday night. So first things first, we always check out the Los Angeles lines available at Bat Rivers Sportsbook. For the NFL, Giants at Chargers. I'm seeing 10.5 as a consensus line here, 45.5 total. And then Monday night football, Rams at the Cardinals. Huge game here. And the Cardinals are favored by 2.5, total sitting at 52. As for that Clippers game I just mentioned, Trailblazers, it looks like Clippers are a two and a half point favorite on Bet Rivers right now. They're minus 135 on the money line, and the Blazers are plus 110 on the money line. So, more on that game later on, but you can find all of these odds and more at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. So, let's start with the Chargers. Uh, Chargers at Bengals. The Bengals were a three and a half point favorite at one point during the week, uh, two and a half at one point, and I believe closed around a three, total sitting at 50 and a half. So, Final score, 41 to 22 Chargers. That means the Chargers are 7 and 5 on the season now. Uh, the Chargers, of course, came out strong. They got out to an early 24 to 0 lead. And by the midway point of the second quarter, uh, thanks in part to Joe Burrow's fumble and an interception, frankly. So it was nice to see them get that early lead. Justin Herbert, three passing touchdowns, all seemed well. But then the Bengals scored two touchdowns to cut the lead to 11 by the half. They get within two points of the Chargers. But Joe Mixon, who I looked at and over on his rushing prop, and I was excited about it last week, and I'm frankly very glad I didn't go with it. It's a little too rich for me. But he has this faded fumble, and Tavon Campbell returns the ball for 61 yards for the touchdown. That gets the Chargers the momentum they need to finish the game strong. They end the game on a 17-0 run. Meanwhile, the Bengals, four turnovers that resulted in 16 points. That is not going to cut it. Not any shabby effort on Joe Burrow's part. I think 300 passing yards from him, so not necessarily a problem there. But on the other side... 
Justin Herbert finished with 317 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception while completing 26 of his 35 passes. That made him the fastest player to reach 700 completions in the entire NFL, and he did it in his 27th career game. Also, the most 300-yard passing games in the last two seasons, Justin Herbert with 15. He has the most. Next closest, Patrick Mahomes with 13, and Tom Brady, also a pretty good quarterback, with 13 games. So this Justin Herbert kid, I think he's pretty good. I like calling him Herbie Fully Loaded for that reason. Is it original? Not so much. But is it a Lindsay Lohan reference? Yes, and that's what matters. So let's talk about the Chargers' defense now. They held the Bengals to under 100 net rushing yards. 96. Is that progress? I don't know. I think it is. I think it is. They limited Joe Mixon, I think, under 60 yards for him. So progress and similar to what we saw maybe also versus the Steelers again held them to 55 rushing yards so progress cautious optimism here uh, but it is tough when you see this team as I mentioned in the recap here had a really strong showing in the first two quarters and then comes out in the second quarters and in the last two quarters and almost loses it right almost falls apart so I really like what Derwin James said after the game in his post-game interview on the field. He said, everybody's seen this type of team we have today. We just have to be consistent with it. All four quarters, not two quarters. And that sums up the Chargers experience so far this season, right? It's Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, you know, one half and the other half. And you don't really know what you're going to get. And it's been particularly difficult when they've been having to play from behind. So I do think that this... Uh, coming out strong the way they did here really was to their benefit more so than anything. But Derwin's right. They got to put it all together all four quarters. And by the way, Derwin James, this according to Fernando Ramirez of Sports Illustrated, he tweeted this out. Derwin James, first defensive back since at least the 2000, 2000, the year 2000, to have 100 tackles after missing the entire previous season due to injury. Love to see that. Love to see a great bounce back. Uh, next up, and speaking of bounce back, the Chargers <laughs> bounced back in this game, which is great to see. Uh, they'll be back at home for two games, a little bit lighter on the schedule. Fortunately, they're going to start with their game versus the New York Giants next Sunday. Again, Giants at Chargers, looking like Chargers is a 10.5 point favorite, total sitting around 45.5. So this is great. The Chargers have this great win off of the Bengals. We're expecting there to be this, you know, dual shootout with the quarterbacks Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert Justin Herbert goes in does his thing so does Joe Burrow but the Chargers come away with a convincing a commanding win which is just what they needed now headed to face the Giants huge favorites this is going to be great this is going to set them up to finish the season off strong if we look at the Giants in week 13 just could not get their offense going what else is new uh, they lost 20 to 9 to the Dolphins they're 6-6 six six ATS this season and 4-8 and straight up. They've had a slew of injury problems, especially as it pertains to offense. And the question remains, who will start a quarterback for them in Week 14? We don't necessarily know because Mike Lennon, whoever that is, just kidding. <laughs> Mike Lennon suffered a concussion during the game, and he was already in, you know, as backup for Daniel Jones, who's been dealing with a neck strain. But... Daniel Jones making progress could be available for this game. Mike Lennon, we don't know how bad or if the concussion is going to put him out for a while. So who will start at quarterback? And another 
question one might ask is, does it matter? Does it matter if it's Mike Lennon or if it's Daniel Jones? Does it sway the line one way or another? Normally a quarterback does play a lot into the line, but in this case, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not a Danny, Danny Dimes believer, but stay tuned to figure that one out. Uh, P.S. The AFC West race. Tight. It stays close. The Chargers are in second and one game ahead of the Raiders and the Broncos and one game behind the Chiefs. So it is real snug, real snug in the AFC West race. Uh, speaking of great bounce backs, the Rams, but as they should, by the way, they play the Jaguars. Let's put a little pump on the brakes before I get too crazy. But the Rams... You know, 13-point favorites versus the Jaguars at the Rams at home. Total sitting at 48. Final score, 37-7 Rams. How about that, right? That's pretty dang good for them for a bounce-back game. And the under hits. Uh, the Rams lost their last three games, as we know. And quite a bounce. Quite a bounce back, as they should have. And we said last week, me, the guests that came on, Adam Burke, etc., that the Rams could definitely cover this number, but who wanted to touch it? Uh, and if you did, kudos. Kudos to you, and congrats on the win. Uh, but let's talk about how this how this win went down. The Rams shut them out, by the way, in the second half, while they scored 21 points. That is what we like to see. That's what we like to see, Rams offense. So let's start with the Rams offense. What was the main thing we talked about last week? Getting this offense to function again better smoother and we had a little hiccups right we had the loss of a wide receiver we had the addition of a new wide receiver from another team uh but nonetheless i had confidence in sean mcveigh that he would get this offense kind of humming again again was versus the jaguars so take everything with a grain of salt but it was good to have this game here because sean mcveigh was kind of able to get in there and do some different things right you can't just be like i'm gonna run three receivers for most of the time even though he has, and it's been very successful, but we kind of got to see some different mix-ups uh, or matchups. Really, uh, he had two tight ends in, uh, Joseph Notebloom in as an inline blocker, uh, and those got them some decent yardage actually. So good on him to be a little bit more flexible, and that's what we expected from Sean McVay, right? The Wonderkin, uh, which is funny to say because he's like, he's young, but like guys, come on, he's not that young. It's wonderful to see him be able to kind of try out a different philosophy from what he's used to and try new things. And that's what we expect from these young kind of fancy coaches, if you will. So good on him. And the Rams offense looked real good, despite Matthew Stafford, by the way. Reminder, it was reported by ESPN's Diana Rossini before the Packers game last week that Matt Stafford was dealing with lots of ailments, with pain in his throwing arm, his elbow, he had a sore ankle, and chronic back pain, which how many of us can relate to that one? Because I absolutely can. And it is about 70% my fault for the way that I sit and look down at my phone all the time or really a myriad of other things. But nevertheless, we feel you, Matt Stafford, with the chronic back pain, us non-professional athletes. And he's played through it. And versus the Jaguars on Sunday, 26 of 38 for 295 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. So I know that in the loss versus the Packers, maybe there was a question mark of his health impacting that, but it certainly didn't seem to slow him down today. Uh, it also 
was great to see a little bit of the Sony Michelle show today. That was kind of the highlight. He became the first 100-yard rusher for the Rams this season. Todd Gurley, who? Just kidding. We miss him. He was great. Uh, Michelle had 121 yards on 24 carries and a touchdown. That's what we like to see. You know where they play the Sony Michelle show? At the Sony Theater. Okay, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on from that joke. Thank you for listening to it. Cooper Cup, still the go-to guy. As, as creative as Sean McVay got with this team, Cooper Cup is clearly Matt Stafford's comfort guy. He is his comfort blanket, and we love to see it, frankly. Cup, eight receptions for 129 yards and a touchdown. By the way, too, close to breaking a franchise record here. He's 20 receptions away from most catches in a single season for the franchise. And he's got five games left to do it. So he just needs 20 receptions to break that record. Uh, it's Isaac Bruce's record from 1995. He had 119. Uh, so it's no secret here. You can easily see why Cooper Cup, just behind Jonathan Taylor in the odds to be Offensive Player of the Year. So is there a ton of value on that? No. I mean, I think you're seeing him maybe at 2-1 to one behind Jonathan Taylor. But... Great to have him on your team if you're a Rams fan, right? Also, other areas of the offense seem to be working much better. Van Jefferson, Odell Beckham Jr. also had touchdowns late in the game. Maybe didn't matter as much. But nevertheless, that's two weeks in a row for OBJ with the touchdown. That's promising at the very minimum here. And the only thing really that mm, was made me take pause with the offense was there were some drops. There were some drops, and they weren't just mm, not important drops. They were on important downs. And that's the kind of stuff that you can get away with when you play the Jaguars, but you cannot get away with when you play the Cardinals on Monday Night Football, for example. So you'd like to clean some of that up. Nevertheless, great job, everybody. I would give the offense. I, I would put them on the... I don't know if I want to put them on the A-list. They played the Jaguars, right? You know, it's like you can't get nominated for an Academy Award if you do like a rom-com. I don't I don't think that you you get it that that way, you know, so maybe next week, Rams, uh, show me something in Monday Night Football, earn your Golden Globe. But this week, really good rom-com, really enjoyed it. Lots of ups and downs. Special teams. Uh, nice to see a little life there for them as well. It's looked kind of brutal this year for the Rams outside of Matt Gay, really, their kicker. But Brandon Powell activated from the Rams practice squad for week 13, and he took that opening kickoff 65 yards, which was mildly exciting for a start and obviously gave the offense and Matt Stafford a good starting position on the field. So a little bit of life there, something, but uh, definitely a lot to be desired still as far as special teams is concerned. Uh, the Rams defense, besides Aaron Donald, really been struggling a bit, mostly at secondary and at linebacker. But we did see positive things here, again, versus the Jaguars. They sacked Trevor Lawrence twice. They hit him six times. They made three tackles for loss. Uh, Ernest Jones, linebacker, he had a team-high nine tackles with a half sack. So that's progress. That's something there. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, Aaron Donald's still doing his thing. He forced a fumble on the Jaguars' first offensive possession. So that, I mean, if anything will shake you up. Did you guys see that, by the way? Go look at that forced fumble by Aaron Donald because it was like throwing a rag doll. It was brutal. It was so entertaining to watch. 
It looks like the kind of stuff you would do in your living room, like when you're wrestling with siblings or whatever. Like it was some WWE stuff and I was here for it. And I want to see Aaron Donald in the WWE when he's done with football. Not that he would need to, but just for my own enjoyment. He also had a sack. Great performance by AD, of course. Bottom line here, the Rams have to have that defense working. And in order to let the defense do its thing, the offense has to be running smoothly. Look how that goes hand in hand. Uh, the Rams are 0-4 when they allow 25 or more points. And they're 8-0 when they allow 24 or fewer points, right? But in order for the defense to be able to do that, the offense got to do its thing as well. And the defense also has to be aware of those those areas where they're still, let's say, lagging behind the secondary linebacker. But good progress this week. So overall, very happy. Very happy if you're a Rams fan. Very good performance. And uh, it sounded like it was a fun game. I had some friends at the game, and they were sending videos, and it looked fun. I know that UCLA's band also performed at this game, and I think the Spirit Squad did as well because there was a women's basketball game for UCLA going on on Sunday as well. And uh, half the Spirit Squad and the entire band were missing from the women's game. Luckily, the UCLA alumni band stepped in uh, because otherwise it would have been pretty bleak for the game. But nonetheless, very cool. Very cool LA moment at SoFi. I just feel bad for the Jaguars. I do. It's their 10th season with 10 or more losses in the last 11 years. 10th season. They're two and t they have a losing record for the 12th time in the last 14 seasons, and they're only one winning season in that span was in 2017. They were 8-8 eight and eight in 2010. This is just, if you were a Jaguars fan, bless you. Bless you. And what are you doing listening to Los Angeles CityCast? Please, please tweet at me. I'd love to know. Uh, next up, as I mentioned, Monday Night Football, 8-4 and four Rams at the 10-2 and two Cardinals. Cardinals, a two-and-a-half point favorite. Total sitting at 52. Aren't these numbers tempting? So let's get into this. They last saw each other in week four. Lest we forget the beginning of the spiral. The Cardinals gave the Rams their first loss of the season, 37 to 20, and they made it look easy, right? It was tough to watch if you're a Rams fan or backer in that game. The Cardinals now, they lead the NFC. They're a 10 and two team. The Rams, as I said, eight and four. They hold the two game lead over the 49ers in third. So what does this mean? A win for Arizona would basically wrap up the NFC West title more or less, which would be nice if they want to maintain the number one seed in the NFC, right? But the Rams need this win plus uh, some other things to go right for them and let's say wrong for the Cardinals to catch them for the division lead. But really, they can't afford a loss more than any. It's not so much that they need the win. It's more so that they cannot afford the loss because they're definitely not hosting a playoff game in the wildcard round if that happens, that's pretty much out of the picture. So the Rams need this. They need this game here. And hopefully after uh, a confidence booster versus the Jaguars, they can get it done. So the Cardinals, here's where they're at. Week 13, now coming off a 33-22 and 22 victory over the Bears. Kyler Murray made his return. Only 123 passing yards, which was interesting, but he only attempted 15 passes and two of them were touchdowns. So not a shabby performance, but maybe not what we were expecting to see from him when he came back. Great game plan for them, though. DeAndre Hopkins also saw his first action in four games. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury. 20-yard touchdown from him. This is all bad news for the Rams because they have Kyler back and they have DeAndre back. And what about the Cardinals' defense? By the way, 
this is a well-rounded team here. Their defense had four interceptions made by four different players, one of which was returned for 77 yards. Thank you, Buda Baker. Oh, and they had three sacks. You could argue that they won this game for them against the Bears more than the offense did. And I would completely agree with you because I just said that. Uh, so this is not like the Cardinals are in any way, shape, or form in a bad spot. If anything, they're on the up and up when they're already at the top. So this is going to be a very, very tough matchup for the Rams on Monday Night Football. I'm going to bring on some other people to talk about this game with me this week. Uh, so that'll be exciting to get some different perspectives. But just at first look here, looking at the total, let's say, yes, both offenses are strong for these two teams, but are the defenses perhaps stronger? Because at 52, I don't hate an under here. I don't. I think that if the Rams want to win this game, they have to keep the Cardinals offense in check. And so that could lead to an under here. That said, I do know I'm aware both offenses very, very capable of scoring. And again, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins back in the mix. Nonetheless, 52. It tempts me. It tempts me to bet the under. So we'll keep an eye on that. Arizona's 9-3 ATS so far, including 6-1 when the line is 6 points or less, which it is, obviously. Two and a half here. I think it was at three at one point, and people were taking that Rams action, so it got down to two and a half. That said, I'm tempted to look at the Cardinals side this week. I am. I think they're they're set up to win this game, but I hope I hope the Rams can figure out a way to make it competitive and don't you know, learn that really that they learn from the mistakes they had in that first game and that they've kind of Yeah. Learned something from that loss. That's what I want to see is improvement. Speaking of the opposite of improvement, USC football. And I don't say this as a UCLA fan. I've, I'm really very sympathetic to the season that USC football had. It was brutal. It was really brutal. They were at Cal this past week on Saturday, 8 p.m. start time. Like, come on, Jesus. Like, end it. Pull the plug. It's poor team. Let them just go into the sunset or something, please. Because the future is bright for them, but this season was brutal. Here's what happened. Cal had issues with COVID in their program. They had to miss a game uh, before the week before the UCLA game, actually, which was what? The second to last? Yeah, third to, third to last week before the end of the season. And this game was rescheduled to this past Saturday when it, it really didn't matter, but it was good that they let them play it, I guess. Cal was a four and a half point favorite before kickoff. And they won and they covered 24 to 14. What a weird game that it was being played at all. But nonetheless, it was played. That's great. Good for the seniors uh, and any players who were considering coming back the following year. But both teams, four and seven, neither was bowl eligible. So it was going to be the last game of the 2021 season for the Trojans and the Bears. This is what I wrote for this next section. Bad, worse, and ugly. Yeah, but we're going to do it anyways. Uh, the Trojans just had mishap after mishap. And it just, it's like, I've never been hunting, but if you shot a deer and it was taking a really long time to pass away, can you tell I don't hunt? I have to say pass away instead of die. Uh, you just want, you just wanted to put them out of their misery, but nevertheless, just the hits kept on coming literally in the second quarter, a fumble, 55 yard scoop and score for Cal. Boom, gone. Third quarter, Jackson Dart, freshman quarterback knocked out. It was second string already, so they send in third string quarterback Miller Moss. Great name, by the way. Great quarterback name. 
Miller Moss in to finish it out. Poor guy. Poor Jackson. And then fourth quarter, red zone fumble. Just, just abysmal. The Trojans tied a season low in scoring, but I like to be positive here. So a few bright spots. The Trojans earned 409 total yards. Okay, that means that we have talent on this team nonetheless. They prevail. <laughs> and the Bears had 265. So I don't know if that's actually a bright spot because the Bears did win with way less offense. But nevertheless, Trojans got some yards up. Uh, USC's six-year senior, Vive Malapé, I'm sure I just totally butchered that, uh, had a team leading 107 rushing yards and 5.9 yards per carry. I thought that was a bright spot because six-year senior getting to kind of come in and get it done that way on the ground. Good work. Love to see that. As for Cal, great for them. A historic win for them, really. It was Cal's largest win over USC since 2000 when the Bears beat the Trojans 28-16 at the Coliseum. So, long time coming. What does it mean now? The Trojans, you know, 4-8 and eight season for them. Team's worst record since 1991. That was Larry Smith's team that finished 3-8. and eight. They only mustered three wins, really, after head coach Clay Helton was fired at the start of the season. It all just went downhill from there, unfortunately. Interim head coach Dante Williams took over, but it just... They lost Drake London about halfway through the season. It was having a stellar season. I can't wait to see play in the NFL. Everything that could have gone wrong for this team did, and that is almost like... They were due. They were due for something good to happen. And lo and behold, Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma to come coach the Trojans. He's going to join the picture, try to restore USC's prominence in the college football scene. So brighter days ahead. Maybe not right away, but I do think, and I think most people that I've seen, uh, that I've talked to, agree with this, that Lincoln Riley is going to be able to make an immediate impact on this program whether it's in the form of recruiting or, or even the style of his coaching. So we're going to talk about that more actually in Wednesday's show. I have a USC guest lined up. You guys would not believe how hard it was for me to find a USC guest. And I cannot imagine why I'm a lovely person to talk to. I think, uh, and <laughs> it's been tough, you know, maybe they're just, maybe they're just busy. Maybe they lost my number. Uh, I'm going to use all of the tropes, but nevertheless, we got one. Chris Trevino will join the pod on Wednesday. He's a USC writer for uscfootball.com, and he does recruiting work for 24-7 Sports. So we're going to talk USC's football future and its new head coach, Lincoln Riley, on Wednesday. That does it for football. Was that enough football for you guys? Coming up, the Clippers play the Trailblazers Monday night. Are there bets to be made? Probably. That's next on the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Looking for a hot tip to bet on? Check out the new match tips at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. The new tips feature gives you special insights on player props and match bets for the top tips of the day. Go to Bet Rivers before the game, find your match, and tap the tips icon to see independent research on recent team and player performance. Bet with confidence. Visit the Bet Rivers mobile app or go to betrivers.com and get the top tips of the day. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Playable only in states where Bet Rivers is licensed and in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. The VSIN Midseason Football Special is here. Put the VSIN betting experts to work for you from now through February for only $99. Daily best bet emails, 24 7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in depth data and analysis on vsin.com. Sign up today at vsin.com slash subscribe and get everything we have to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. 
That's vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. Some NBA talk now. One of the Los Angeles NBA teams in action on Monday night. It's the 12 and 12 Clippers at the 11 and 13 Trailblazers. Clippers are a two and a half point favorite right now on Bet Rivers. Money line for this Clippers minus 135. And the Trailblazers plus 110. Again, money line if we're new here or new to betting or have no interest in betting, but I'm going to tell you anyways. Money line just means to win the game. And Clippers minus two and a half means that the Clippers have to win by three points or more to cover this game. They did that the last time these teams met. So this one goes on Monday, 7 p.m. Pacific time. The last time these two teams played, November 9th. The Clippers won 117 to 109. Now, both these teams played recently. They're coming off one day of rest. So the Blazers are on a two-game losing streak, most recently to the Celtics, before that the Spurs, and they've lost five of their last six. Clippers, on the other side, coming off a win over the Lakers on Friday, which surprised all of us, I think. Maybe not. Maybe not JVT, our senior NBA expert who was on last Friday's pod, to tell us about this game. He said that his buy-in number was three and a half for this, but this was a perfect opportunity for a live bet. I went in live on the Lakers in that game, money line, which cashed out great for me earlier in the week. It got them at basically three to one versus the Kings. And it paid off. Uh, and thank goodness it did because I did lose the money line on them versus the Clippers here. The Clippers were the better defensive team here, just like JVT talked about. Uh, he is a wealth of knowledge. If you missed that show, definitely go back and, and listen to that last part. He gave some great info, even on how the NBA season has looked so far. So that was last Friday's pod. It's great to have him on here whenever we can get him. But yeah, uh, Lakers did not prevail in that one. Clippers win, but it's really their only loss in their last five. They lost four of their last five games. They lost to the Kings on Saturday. So like I said, both teams coming off one day of rest here, Blazers and Clippers. And the Trailblazers are on their fourth home game in a row here. The Clippers, uh, it's the second away game in a row for them, obviously just coming off that Kings game. So factor that in here with your handicap. Injuries, as far as the injuries are concerned, this is way more a problem, health being the problem, for the Trailblazers than the Clippers. The Clippers, Nicholas Batum out for health and safety protocols. That's it. That's really it for the Clippers. I mean, obviously no Kawhi, but... That's not going to make or break them here, as we know. But the Trailblazers, Anthony Simmons, or Simon, excuse me, day-to-day -day with an ankle, and Dame Lillard, out. Nasir Little, out. So those are big hits here. And then let's talk about CJ McCollum, too. Not 100% either. Dealing with some health issues as well. So that's tough. And frankly, I'm surprised that the Clippers are only two-and-a-half-point favorites here. Now... Here's some positive. The Clippers have limited opponents to 104.6 points per 100 possessions on the season. So defense doing its job. Problem is their offense is one of the worst in the NBA, right? I think they're getting somewhere around 106.5 points per game. And one of the worst rim shooting teams in the league this season. They're having to depend on a lot of stuff beyond the arc, which is what they did in the playoffs as well. But that's just not going to get it done when it gets down to it, right? So, this Clippers good defense versus this Blazers bad defense, that could be an interesting matchup. 
right? The Blazers have allowed 114 or more in all six of the games they have lost over their last seven games. So I'm trying to figure out how this would factor into the total for me because it's tough. If the Clippers' defense plays well, maybe the Blazers' offense doesn't score, but the Blazers are also down Dame Lillard. I'm thinking under in this game, but again, something closer to game time for me. Uh, when I was looking at VEASAN last week and seeing kind of what JVT, Jonathan Montobel, our senior NBA analyst, you can check him out on Twitter, at me, JVT, gives lots of great information right up to the game time if you're into NBA betting. And he likes other sports as well, at least according to his Twitter bio. His info last week on Portland, he wrote, bet on the team when it plays at home, bet against it when it plays on the road. Here's why. 10-1 and one straight up and 9-2 and two ATS at home for Portland. They've outscored opponents by 12.3 points for every 100 possessions. But again, no Dame Lillard. So factor that in, right? And make sure that <laughs> everything is all updated before you make your bets before the game. Meanwhile, the Clippers 10 and 14 ATS overall this season. Uh, the Blazers overall are 9 and 15 ATS. But again, they cover at home. They really do. Uh, in six opportunities, the Trailblazers have not covered the spread. Win an underdog by one point or more this season. So a little bit of something on both sides really here. Nevertheless, even maybe against JVT's advice here, but I think you would agree with me here because Dame is not in the mix. I like the Clippers minus two and a half. And largely because Dame is a huge part of that offense. CJ McCollum is too, but again, he's not at 100%. And decimated by injuries here with the Clippers defense humming the way it is. That's my word of the week. I've been using it a lot. I talked about the Rams offense too. But I think Clippers minus two and a half is the play here. And if you don't love that number, guess what? Live betting, ugh. It's so great. It's so great for the NBA especially. But I think I might go in on this Clippers minus two and a half before it's gone. Will you join me? I don't know. If you do, tweet at me. Make sure you tweet at me at Danielle Alvari. Thank you so much for listening to the Los Angeles CityCast. Remember, new shows three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Subscribe to the pod, follow the pod, leave a rating, do all those fun stuff. I appreciate it. I read all the comments, guys, and you are way too kind. So go on in there and leave one if you'd like. I'll be back of course, for more fun and games on Wednesday. So come on back for more of the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.